This is Blake Seven in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by Five to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters and occasionally the not-so-one-offs, who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, but this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the episode first. Hello and welcome to this, our latest special episode where we're taking a look at the weapon scene in Blake's universe. Joining me is someone who's far more experienced me than me in such matters as I've lately seen him firing a whacking great big magnum. Hello there Ian. Hello Eric, hello. Yes, I like to get me a big weapon in my hand. And, and film it and show it off. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, you got to put it on the internet. If what it was it happen, like? If it's like on the internet, didn't happen. Yeah. What was it like? Because I've always read, you well, know, was, if you're not holding yeah. a gun that powerful, it'll break your wrist and stuff yeah. like that. Well, it was because um, we we went to we, we went to Florida recently, my, myself and my wife Anne, and I wanted to go to a, a shooting range, um, but Anne is she didn't because she doesn't like guns. She's very adverse to guns. So I've got a few um, airsoft guns, but I have to keep them in the attic because she doesn't like being around guns and that. So, which is understandable. I, I mean, don't, you know, I understand that point of view perfectly. So, we went along to this gun range and they, I said, uh, I want to try and get my wife to perhaps have a shot. So, have you got a lady's gun? And they said, oh, a Glock. Evidently, a Glock is a lady's gun. <laughs> Who would have known? Um, so, they gave us this gun and I, the guy was showing me how to do it and he said, have you shot real weaponry before and I said well I only like a Martini Henry old rifle and some reenactment stuff so he, he taught me fired a couple of shots and he goes oh you're a natural I said yeah well I'm quite good at target shooting so firing off a few shots and then Anne said can she have just one go so she fired one then fired another and then after about four shots she goes go and get the magnum go and get the magnum <laughs> so went and got the magnum and it was actually although it's got a kick like a mule it was actually the most easy and accurate to fire um mm-hmm for aiming and, and Anne found it as well she was she was very good with it but yeah I uh, I do like myself a bit of weaponry mm, well well this is the episode for you the then. ideal one yes yeah. yeah now what I thought we would do is I thought we'd go from the crudest weapons that we see on the show and then go up right the way through their sophistication if you like and size yeah. okay um, so we're going to start very small and we'll just go up through the range, all right? Okay. <laughs> through the you've range. Made, you've gone through and made a list of all the weapons using Blake's Hill. Not every one. I mean, there are general groupings, all ah, right? right. So let, let, <laughs> let's start off very small, okay, very basic. Um, and the, 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 the smallest and most basic weapons that we see in the Blake 7 universe, of course, are the knives and clubs and spears and axes uh, that you see on, on various ones, uh, yeah. most notably Cephalon in deliverance where you've got this very very uh, basic level of uh, man haven't you yes yeah um terry nation he loved his uh, primitive tribes didn't he his, he did his, he his did gangs of primitives that would go around uh, being nasty to people so yeah and um, i thought i thought you know while i was making this list how how likely are you going to have if this is a planet that isn't settled by uh, earthmen to actually come up with a weapon like this, and I, I'm guessing in the case of you know the knives and the clubs and the spears, um, it, it might be an alien world, but their function is very logical, isn't it? If you if, if you have a, a man type creature evolve, 
they would make rudimentary weapons like this. So I think we we can allow these, can't we? That you would see weapons like this on um, alien worlds. I think so because they they they're born out of necessity and form, aren't they? So a knife is that that way because you want something. You start off with a a, a stick or a pointy stick, and you stab people, and then you want something better, and you invent metals and yeah. So I think and you've got stone knives, of course, and, and antlers. We used to stab people with so i think yeah yeah any any civilization is gonna go through weaponry isn't it and the, the yeah. basic weaponry is something to something to poke holes in people with. as long as it's which stabby I, yeah, yeah which i suppose when you think about it that's all a a, a, a modern rifle is isn't it it's something that pokes holes in people this is very it, true does it in a, a slightly more technological way and and bigger weapons poke holes in cities yeah, yeah. So, so it's so life and death is all about poking holes in things. Poking holes in things. Poking or, or, in one way or another. Yeah, poking yes. holes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a phrase I didn't think we were going to be uh, coming up with uh, tonight. There we go. Um, and also, I mean, you know, when you're talking about non-human creatures, I mean, the decimers yeah. in the web, they had axes and spears as well. But again, that's that that's logical. You know. Yes. Um, yeah. You. Yeah. So. You're, you're going to want something pointy or something with a blade on it, and you're going to want to swing that blade. Yes. Um, I mean, I, 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 it'd be. A, do you know what? That that probably will never meet alien life forms in our lifetime. But if we ever do sort of meet another alien life form on planet, it'll be interesting to see what they look like and whether they you sort of go through their history of weaponry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving another step up the ladder you've got more uh, sophisticated spears were on uh, Cygnus Alpha um, yep. as well as machetes they had there but of course that's a colony from Earth isn't it so yes, that so explains that yeah because they said that they bought uh, uh, like that old uh, Webley pistol they bought yes. from the original ships and things so presumably they must have had uh, machetes and knives and that's what they've copied I mean, it might be that they're the original ones, but they, they're sort of an easy thing to copy, aren't they? So Yeah, yeah. Um, move up a little bit higher, and we've got blowpipes used in Horizon. Another very basic yeah. weapon. They use blowpipes then. Um, this, yeah. is, I think, is the first time where you go, mm, parallel evolution and that, in that um, you have not only the Goths, but the Sarans and the Homics. They used very medieval-style weapons. You know, you had crossbows, didn't you, and swords. They, they, they were being used. Do you think, can you, par can you pardon that? Would you allow that, that an alien civilization I... would also evolve to the point where they would create crossbows? No, I, I, well, they might, but the trouble is, once you get past basic weaponry, so once you get into uh, crossbows, things like that, and even blowpipes you can we've got places on earth where things developed independently before the earth you know before there was communication around the planet so weapons developed independently and if you look back even just the history of the crossbow the the swedish style crossbow was almost entirely different in design to mm. say the saxon crossbow yeah, and then so, the japanese yeah, ones ja as exactly well. yeah. yeah so i think I think you probably would have some a weapon like it, but the, the chances of it looking like our European medieval crossbow, which all of these things do, because obviously it's made by 
you, you know people that have uh, you know had descendants that use that design so we're using stuff that we would recognize mm. but i think it's starting to push it at that point it is pushing it a bit isn't it yeah yeah what about uh, no no you, you you can allow dana with her bow and arrow because that's her dad isn't it yes, from yeah, Earth. so you can Earth, allow the bow so and arrow yes that's, that's fair enough yeah the next one up I, i'm guessing from a crossbow we're getting into primitive firearms you know yeah. um ball and musket um, yeah. um, which Tice had she had a flintlock did, pistols but didn't they, she? they were presumably genuine 20th yes. century according to uh, <laughs> 20th century yeah 20th century <laughs> flintlock pistols yes everyone like in the said, 20th century I, yeah. went around with a flintlock stuck we, in their yeah, belt well, we, yes um, what you don't I know you I don't. have right now um, <laughs> I can I can allow that yeah yeah I can allow that because you can still buy brand new working black powder flintlock style pistols so it could be that that is what it is it's a it's a reproduction as far as we're concerned but for him so far in the future it's a genuine 20th century artifact mm, yeah all so, right well yeah, we'll allow, I, I allow that, that. Yep. also you know i mean we never did get to the bottom of it what is in her boot whether it's yes. a wolf or PPK, but yes, again, that's a genuine yeah. earth antique, as yes. as was Sarkov um, with his uh, pistol that he yes. trains on Blake. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're which in was a much more modern revolver, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's so twentieth century, and we're up to bullets now. We're at the bullet uh, stage of thing, as you said there, Cygnus Alpha, Brian Blessed's uh, Webley pistol. Uh, yeah. That could have been a genuine antique, so we will allow that. Um, what we were talking about last week, uh, Inspector Reeves' um, percussion yep. weapon, uh, basically is a fancy way of saying that's a bullet gun. And of course, you know, Dana and Tarrant, they, they've loaded up the, the Scorpio's clip guns uh, with but bullets would, as well. Yeah, would you, if you're, if you move past a certain type of weaponry, would you keep that older style of weaponry? just in case it would be like a modern police station something happening and neutralizes their bullets so they go well we're gonna have to break out the old black powder muskets why is where's inspector yeah. reeve why is Dana? why have they got percussion if percussion because blake says when he sees um uh, uh the the, the old-fashioned old pistol he says oh it's an ancient percussion weapon so they're obviously there's that far they're, they're the equivalent to us to like black powder muskets and things like that. Yeah. So why have they still got them around as why a are they still around? Yeah. That's like you saying, oh, my laptop's broken. I need to type this thing out. I'll go and get my old typewriter out of storage. Nobody keeps old technology, do they? Yeah, which is weird because I do actually have to have a typewriter oh, okay. <laughs> under the table. But for any normal person, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, also, I'm thinking Avon's gun that he's got in orbit... Um, in that story, yeah. you know, when he's, uh, you know, hunting Villa down, I've got a feeling that was a percussion weapon yeah. because you wouldn't want to, you know, blast a large hole in the hole. Um, we go one little bit further up from pistols to Chevna using his M16 in Project Avalon. Yes. That, I, I think, when we discuss this program, I don't, I can't allow that because that's no. nonsense. Yeah, that it's gun absolute. would be so old, yeah. It's so... Rec I mean, it, they've used a very recognisable rifle, and it would be... Oh, I think we, we said it's, uh, it's at least 800 years, isn't it? Yeah. So it would be so old. It would be like meeting a resistance group that's using flint arrowhead yeah. stuff. 
Yeah. We said at the time, didn't we? At least they could have painted it silver and put yeah. some yogurt pots on it or yeah, something. Yeah, put a tape on it or something. A yogurt like that, pot yeah. at the end of the barrel yeah. Yeah. or something. That would have done. Yeah. Um, in Traitor, um, a story we've already covered, some of the uh, resistance guys there, um, you look at their rifles and they, they yeah. seem to have uh, box magazines. So that suggests that they fired bullets as well. Um, yeah, I think they, one of them was using the Sterling, I think. He was, yes. Made me yeah. happy. <laughs> it gave me something to look at in that episode but most of the sidearms used in the show they were like energy weapons of some yes. kind um, and there are just too many pistol types to go into you know you've got strange ones in um, which is going to actually be featured in next week's show um, um, which almost look like uh, uh, I don't know some sort of like you know hair device um, and, and they vary in size. Uh, yeah, yes. You know, um, you've got these big bulky things that Baben's crew were carrying around. Um, and you've got that ti- teeny tiny little uh, black one that Travis has got in Seat yeah, Locate Travis Destroy. Is, yeah, his little Travis palm pistol tiny. thing. Yeah. Well, that's just a bit of plastic card with a bit yeah. of EMA dome on it, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't very impressive. Yeah. We've been talking about that pistol uh, just recently uh, that Largo's Enforcer had, which yes. uh, yeah. Tynus also had. That's an energy weapon of some type. And then we get to the Liberator weapon. Yes. Because I never like calling it a gun. It, no. it, it's a weapon because it's a weapon but it's the best looking weapon ever, yeah it's I the best looking weapon but you said once before that uh, there's been talk about it. it's some sort of sonic device rather yeah, than well, I've, laser or anything yeah I've read this somewhere and I can't remember where and it, there used to be a theory that it was a, a, a sonic weapon so it didn't fire a beam of anything other than sound um, but I'm not sure I'm not, I don't think it's ever been said in the programme. I'm certainly not in any of the episodes we've reviewed for this show. Um, but they ne- I, I quite like that they never really tie it down. You no. never get Avon explaining it. I mean, well, it's the alienness the, again, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's brilliantly alien. And uh, even to, like, when... Um, I think the only explanation we get at the beginning is, doesn't uh, Blake say, a weapon of some sort... Uh, mm. And it's, it's too elaborate to be a toothpick, and it's, so they don't go into any detail. I think it's, I really like that that it's sort of left to your imagination. You don't know how uh, how powerful these things are. They seem to be fairly powerful. They seem to do different things dependent on the plot needs. Um, they'll blow a hole in a wall one week and cause no, you know, just hurt someone in the shoulder the following week. Or, yeah, yeah. But uh, I do love them. I think that this this is how I think futuristic weaponry should be designed in that yeah, it shouldn't really yeah it shouldn't look like a, a World War 2 gun that's had things stuck to it <laughs> okay alright um, other energy based weapons um, people we've already talked about Gila and Navara in uh, in the web they carried like spear like weapons yeah. that, that, which again that, that, quite I quite like that design that it's it's a bit unusual yeah yeah, it was like almost like a cattle prod sort of yes, affair. Yeah. It gave you that, that awful uh, video effect. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. Something we've already talked about on this show, uh, Serverland killing lights. She had some like crystal yeah. stalactite thing, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, she, Which... she had like a crystal knife that I thought she was going to drive into him. She didn't. It just gave off some sort of cheap effect. Yeah. We should have said about the Liberator gun, uh, when they go to Space World, you know, um, some of the guards there, they've got the pain device, didn't they? Yes. Which was like a a deviation on the the Liberator gun. 
Yeah, uh, and and they also had ones like Liberator guns with flash devices on the front right, yeah. to make them. Yeah. So they fired a bit more like the Federation trooper rifle. Um, but they, I'm presuming they were. I mean, because we don't know how long the Liberator was out away from space world, so it could be that the Liberator guns were old technology compared could to what they've got. I have got some theories yeah. on this, which we'll save for the Liberator um, episode that we will be doing. All yeah. right, about what's going on there. Um, next thing, one of the most um, you know iconic things after the Liberator weapon is the Federation Troopers oh, yes. uh, rifle, um, which was referred to Avon as a handgun in yes. Volcano, but fa- fan fiction calls it a paragun, don't they? They call it a paragun. Yeah, I. Yeah, I've seen it as power gun. I don't think it's ever mentioned as that in the the program, is it? I think they just they're quite generic in there. Mm. It's not. They call them sidearms, don't they? Which is quite. They nice, do. Yeah. Nice it, term. It, it, it's one of these things where fandom will latch onto something. Yes. Um, you, you know, of course, Star Wars does it massively. Star Trek does it massively, and there has been a, a, a it to some degree yeah. with Blake Seven with the weapons, and because during the period of the uh, of the show. There were um, different sound effects for them. Uh, fans have speculated that there were different versions. They all look the same, these these rifles, but you had different types because they had different sound effects on them. Um, I know the very first ones we ever see in the very first episode when the troopers, you know, slaughter uh, the rebels. You know, it's a di- completely different sound signature, and they yeah. give off flashes of uh, fire, which yes. after a while that kind of petered out, and they never did it anymore. Yeah, because I think the original ones had, um, they just used, like, flash paper, didn't they? They did. Stuck in the end. I think think after a while they just didn't have the time to do it, so they just gave up and they just put the sound effect on. Um, So, yeah, there's different sound signatures in in different stories. Um, um, Slightly different designs as well, depending on what it needs to do, isn't it? That's right. You've got a pistol version as well, of course, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a version... Um, obviously of this rifle that was adapted because uh, that was uh, in Project Avalon where it hit Blake in the shoulder didn't it and it just bruised him but it didn't it, yeah. it didn't kill him so it looks like the magazine has, can be adapted um, well I because we also in um, in Spacefall we get Raker firing point blank at Blake oh, and it just, se- just seems to hurt his arm a bit so I wonder if this is like a a prison officer's gun, so it's more designed to, a bit like a rubber bullet, it's more designed to to cause you pain and inconvenience you, but mm. it's not a, a, a killing weapon. Right. Which I quite I quite like that, that you would it would be nice to have a weapon that's designed to do different things depending on the needs. Yes, yeah. You know? Yeah, there's a, there, there's a, a, a variation on the uh, Federation pistol um, scene in the show, and it's actually what my mum is getting me for Christmas. Um, from Alex over at Century Castings, which is um, Serverland's pistol. It's like a, oh, right, an, yeah. an olive green one. Do you know the one I mean? Yes, yeah, I know the one. Yeah, that's a variation. Really nice. So uh, that, my that's presum- me that for Yeah, that's presumably the Federation equivalent of a Glock. It's a ladies' yeah. gun. There you yeah, it's a ladies' weapon. Yes, yeah. Um, other rifles that we see in the show is one that I really like, and I wish we had seen it again. Callie's rifle. When you oh, very love, yeah. see her for the first time, Sauron Major. Yeah. Um, she was teleported up onto the Liberator with it, but you never ever saw it again. Um, presumably, it's somewhere in in her um, 
in, in a room, yeah. cabin. I, I would like to have seen it actually propped up. You know that um, thing with the moon disc when Avon's in her yeah. room and Tarrant walks in? It would be nice if we'd seen the rifle just propped up in a corner there. That would have been a nice touch. Yeah, that would have been a really nice touch, just hanging from a hook or something. Of course, that one went on to um, yeah, into the Sontaran experiment in Doctor Who, didn't it? It was used by the, uh, the, the South African mm. settlers. Um, so perhaps she sold it on one of the planets. Yeah, <laughs> just sold yeah. it to someone with a South African accent. <laughs> You've also got a bunch of UC heavy rifles um, on so, Helatrix. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, you, you, you've got carbines carried by Kasabi's yeah. rebels um, in uh, Pressure Point. Yeah. Um, and there's speculation, fan speculation. Um, the gun in the very last story that Avon is carrying. Oh, oh the Avon's carrying, right. Yeah, that he kills Blake with. Yeah. Okay. Um, fa fans uh, don't know whether it's actually a uh, an energy weapon or a projectile weapon. And I'm thinking it's projectile because, you know, when Avon shoots Blake, it rather graphically, like, blows holes in him. I don't think an energy beam weapon would have done that, would yes, it? Yes, yeah. Um, well, it's, I always put it down that it was a projectile. I, mean, I, I know they, the reason he's not using a, um, a Scorpio clip gun is because Gareth Thomas only agreed to do the scene if it was definitive that Blake died. So mm. they, they did it so that he would be... Uh, he would be blown open and quite obviously dead, so that's why he used a different gun. But I, to me, I yeah, I I could. We don't generally see. I mean, we although we have on a couple of occasions, but we don't generally see energy weapons open people up. No. Um, so I I think this is a percussion. This is firing some form of projectile. Yeah, because in um, pressure point, Avon mentions beam radiation. Okay. And I'm thinking that's what yeah. it is. Maybe these energy weapons, they work like they fire electricity. So if you're yeah. killed, you know, you're ele electrocuted, basically. You don't have holes blown in you. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, it's, um, yeah, Blake's been shot by bullets, basically. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. he's, been, he's, been, he's been poked with a pointy thing, hasn't he? Yes. <laughs> like we were discussing at the beginning. Yeah. All right. Next thing we've got, still on that same sort of level, uh, sidearms. Um, we've got Travis's left hand, haven't we? This yes, thing his called a Laseron Destroyer. Yeah, his yeah. gaudy ring gun. I love that. Yeah, I, I would love to um, recreate that. Do you know what the yellow yeah. crystal is? Yeah. It. I, I when I when I when I was younger and watching it, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And then watching it again when it came out on VHS, it was like, oh, it's not quite as cool. Oh, I, do I like, like it. it. Yeah. I, I, I like love, it. I love the way that um, that Stephen Grief holds his hand when he's describing the gun as well. He holds it in a very weird way. Yes. Which I think is really good. And to begin with, doesn't he in the first one or whatever, he, he has to cock it or something. There's a little... Yeah, because yeah, uh, when he's on the chair, he, ha he can't just fire, can he? He's got to... He's he got like to arm that, it or cock it or it something. It arms it or yeah. Yeah, I'd love to know what that yellow crystal is. I've never been able to figure out what that yellow crystal is. Do you know what I think that is? What? I don't know if you can remember, but back, I, I can remember back in the seventies, you would have a bubble bath where you would have elaborate tops, plastic tops to the bubble bath mm, could, containers. Could be. It doesn't doesn't ring a bell. It could be something like that. I imagine it is something they've found laying about. Hmm. Hmm. Um, next weapon is a weapon you and I have already discussed on this show, Imipac. Yes, yeah. Uh, which has got Disgusting a range of a million miles. <laughs> yeah, or, or ten yards. Or ten on, yards. Uh, the plot. 
Yeah, we've got Vita Shock weapons, um, which Dana and Lauren used against the Sarans. Those horrible, oh, big, yeah. bulky green things. They were awful. Um, and a, a, a weapon that we haven't discussed yet, but we will do. Uh, um, it, it was sort of like portable energy weapon. It stunned Tarrant in, in, in Moloch. Um, so that's coming up. We've got that to look forward to. A stunned Tarrant to look forward to. <laughs> Is it any different from a normal Tarrant? <laughs> uh, next rung up the ladder in uh, in weaponry are flamethrowers. And really the only yeah. flamethrowers we see are on the, uh, bless him, the old Federation security robot. He's got flamethrowers, hasn't he? Yes, old uh, Trundley Pete. <laughs> yeah, he's got a flamethrower, <laughs> which he uses uh, indiscriminately, doesn't he? Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, next weapon we've got is a weapon created by Dana, that bright green pistol thing, that curvy ovoid gun. Oh, right, yes. Uh, which yeah. Serverland nicks, um, which Dana once said had a killing range of 200, which is yeah. probably metres. Um, yeah, because it's, if it's 200 inches, it's not that great. No, it? no. <laughs> Moving away from sidearms, we'll go on to grenades. Okay, and grenades were used on a number of occasions, yep. usually thrown um, in Star Drive. That awful chase uh, you know, when they're trying to get away yes, from the space yeah. rats—that uh, that they were basically thrown off and then detonated remotely. Um, you never saw a grenade launcher. You never saw any Federation troops with a grenade launcher. I'd no, like to have seen them. You know the old grenade launcher, the missile launcher in Space 1999. You know that shoulder yeah. thing. I'd love to have seen like the BBC's version of that because you know it just have been black and grey drain pipe with was, some yeah, silver just foil. Yeah, just a drain pipe with. Uh, but it would have been great. I'd love to have seen that. They, the Federation troops were either they either had they're a bit like the Starship troopers, aren't they? In in the film, they've either got very low-level sidearms or planetary-destroying ship weapons. They don't seem yeah. to have anything in... They have no, no more. There's no interim, or, is there? Yeah. No. Yeah. And the other type of grenade is a strontium grenade, which Travis throws in mm -hmm. pressure point. Something we'll be talking about soon, you know, where he, like, lobs the grenade and then runs towards it. But that sort of oh, suggests no, 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 it's no, a no. dirty grenade if it's strontium. No, I'm, no, I'm thinking of... Um, Oh, in uh, Countdown, the grenades being thrown there where the guards threw the grenades. Do you remember? And then they oh, run, yes. like, run towards the explosion. Yes. <laughs> oh, and, and we've also got the, um, the the system guards that throw their grenades into their own control That's room. true. Yeah, they do, do that comedy, <laughs> and then throw their own grenades. Yeah, they look like yeah. World War suddenly, II stick grenades. Suddenly I can see why they don't give better weaponry to these <laughs> troops. They're useless. Indeed, indeed. Now... If we then move up towards heavy weaponry, yeah. heavy weaponry is a lot rarer. Um, the smallest of the heavy weapons is, is bless him, old Baben. He used that tripod-mounted yes, yeah. laser cannon, didn't he? Yeah, which, which causes your neck to shrink, doesn't it? It does. It turns you into a Sontaran, basically, does. doesn't it? Yes, yes. I still can't believe that that cannon was actually meant to be on board a spaceship. Yeah, it's a bit well, weak, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. Was there some sort of, like, bubble? thing that it went in. It was a bit like a World War II bomber that you had a gun inside some sort of bubble yeah, blister. I don't thing. know. I don't know. Um, mm. And uh, there's a... Again, you you, you mentioned it um, um, last week. Um, we're going to be talking about it soon. Dawn of the Gods. Yep. There's a portable neutron blaster, um, yep. which the Liberator handily have and, uh, and and bring out and trundle that out on Crandor. Yeah. Um, 
And in Seek Lake, Locate, Destroy, uh, Escon made references to destructors, uh, which may fall into the category of heavy weapons. All right? Yeah. Okay. And, um, in, uh, did they not, in um, Traitor as well, they used uh, missile weapons? Didn't yeah, they? They I, Igin but... was destroyed, yeah. wasn't he? He was blown yes. up by a neutron strike, which yeah. is some sort of like missile launch thing. Um, and in Blake, uh, Tarrant came under fire from a plasma weapon fitted to a flyer. Okay. Yeah. And Blake says that the ammunition for that weapon was scarce. So. I think I think uh, Tarrant just crashed and blamed it. On <laughs> I'm so looking forward to that 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 story yeah. when we. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. We've also got things to say when we uh, do Belkov and games yeah. when when Tarrant's doing a uh, flight simulator and is rubbish at it. Yes. Um, <laughs> in Duel, Jenna compares the surface of that planet with the effects of a fusion bomb. So yeah. we, we we have fusion bombs in Blake's universe. Um, and tactical missiles were going to be used against Obsidian, weren't they? Yeah. And uh, projectiles against Auron, um, yeah. both by the Federation. So they have, yeah, yeah, yeah tactical missiles and projectiles. Yeah. And we um, had, um, at some point, the planet had atomics, didn't it? Because they say that um, Serverland's HQ, the cellar, is pre-atomic. Yes, So indeed. they must have been, at some point in this universe, atomic weaponry. Yeah, and also Blake refers uh, to rocket attacks from space against central control on Earth. Yeah. That yeah. there had been some. Um, again, something that's mentioned but you never see are armoured fighting vehicles. You never see yeah. the Federation's version of a tank or anything like that. Yeah, the um, best we see is their little, um, their little train in the first episode. Yeah, their little yeah, golf buggy. Yeah. yeah. Hunda, though, he refers to gunships. Although yeah. we never see gunships. We never see them, luckily. No. They, can't, they sound expensive, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, interceptor rockets were fired at the Liberator from the surface of Centauro, or Kentaro, yep. and that required seven hours' flight to outrange. So they're blooming powerful rockets. And, um, yeah, and also Blake comments in Horizon uh, that surface-mounted plasma bolt launchers could be fired at vessel, vessels in orbit. Again, yeah. so, How yeah. So those those missiles took seven hours for the Liberator to outrun them. Outrun, yep. We've seen the Liberator in a couple of hours cross half of the galaxy. <laughs> so how powerful are these missiles? A blooming powerful. That's yeah. the answer. Um, next thing up is going on to ship-mounted weapons. Yep. Okay. Now, of course, the Federation pursuit ships have plasma bolts. Yes. And the Liberator's Liberator has neutron blasters, and of course, you, you know, neutron blasters. They have a radiation flare shield, don't they? Which always has to be activated yes. before they'll be fired, and always, always have to be activated by a, a member of the crew. Zen yeah. can never uh, do that himself, can he? Yeah. Which I quite, part of me quite likes. Part of me thinks is a bit of a poor design, but part of me quite likes that. That Zen, he's not really. He doesn't want to be killing things, does he? No, no, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's got to have um, intervention from somebody else. Yeah. He, he or is it? Is that a very clever uh, security device from the system? That because they're they're the system is run by an intelligent computer. Did they think that they don't want to? Put another intelligent computer, Zen, maybe and give it weapons capabilities. Maybe so because Zen, if Zen went mad, he couldn't really destroy anything, could he? 
no, no. Yeah, but there's a contradiction, isn't there? Because in the first story of season three, when Avon is talking to Zen, Zen oh, says yeah, there is a ship approaching, and then he says the ship can be destroyed upon yeah. your command. Oh, I suppose, no, 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 that's not a contradiction, because Zen says upon your command. Yes, I, I can yeah. destroy it. it yeah, I, Avon has to tell him to do it, then he yeah. can do it. Yes. Or no. Avon's had a fiddle and, and created something <laughs> to destroy yeah. things with, you know. Yeah. Also, the Liberator has something called Seekers. Uh, Villa, at one point, um, yeah, yeah, you know, when they're being attacked by those chase craft, um, yeah. says, I can launch some Seekers. Yeah. Uh, he never can launch them, and we never n find never out what, find they, out what are, they are. No. So we don't know what they are. I thought they uh, might be a bit like window, you know, where you, you fire something off and it it distracts the plasma bolt. But I don't see how that would work. No, no. All right. Well, at the top of the ladder, pretty much the biggest weapon we ever ever see in um, Blake Seven is the is Igorian's Tachyon funnel. Yes which could destroy anything over light years instantaneously, uh, which we have a lot to talk about when we uh, do the Agorian episode, that you can actually, you know, destroy something instantaneously light years away and see it happen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's about the biggest weapon we've got, unless you can think of something else. No, I was trying to think whether they have anything a bit you know, like a Death Star-style weapon, but they don't really, do they? No, no. Uh, of course, you've got the nuclear weapon, you know, in Volcano, you know, and that does yeah. blow up a planet, but that's more of a bomb, isn't it? You know. And yeah, that that seems more that it fractures something that causes the volcano because it to, yeah. it needs to be in a volcano, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. We've gone we've gone from knives to a, a light years away destroying Tachyon funnel. That's. Yeah. That's about it. And that's about our shortest episode we've done so far on this show. Yeah. Um, but of course, the best weapon is intellect. Avon's shown that time and time again. And Tarrant hasn't. Tarrant hasn't, no. Tarrant's <laughs> best weapon is his perm. It distracts people. Yes, yes. All right, okay. Well, that's it. Um, a bit of a short one today, folks. Um, Sorry about that. The next special well, I, episode that we'll be doing yeah. in, like, you know, five weeks' time is going to be longer. Um, we got a, a, a very special one in, in five weeks' time. Um, but we're back to normal next week, aren't we, Ian? We are, yes. We're back to season one. Season one, and we're going to turn our sights on Dr. Kendall from Mission to Destiny. Ah, All right. Good one. I remember that was enjoying that episode. It's one that I, I always forget, and then when I watch it, yeah. it's like, oh, that was really good fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll it'll be a good one. Alright, join us folks for that. Thank you, Ian. No problem, it was an enjoyable one. Alright, and uh yeah, speak to you soon. Bye bye. Thanks then. Bye. <laughs>